Well, good morning, good morning, or GMGM, as we say in the Web3 world. I think we still say that. What do you think, Cryptoversal? How are you? I'm good. Good morning. Always morning somewhere. <laughs> it always is always morning somewhere. I guess it's afternoon where you are. So GA, GA. Did we say GA? GA. So uh, we're waiting on a few people. Edward Carpenter is going to be joining us. I think uh, Rayona Morgan is just popping in. Wanchu Yu is here, and I see that she is uh, here. So I've invited her to come up and talk if she wants to. Uh, Rayona Morgan, we're going to get you up here as well. By the way, I'm C.D. Domitio. This is the Web3 Writers Hour, joined by Cryptoversal Books, Rayona Morgan. Um, and this is a conversation where we talk about the place where writing and web three intersect with each other uh Riona, how are you today i'm doing just fine i've been racing around all over social media advertising this and talking about this and being so excited about today there's so many amazing things going on i just want everybody to hear it it's so true uh once you you're a speaker up here now how are you today nice to have you here Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, it's all good. We're preparing for something big, as you know. Um, yeah, exciting time. All good. So I want to dive into that, but I do want to wait for Edward Carpenter. I'm going to send him another invite. Maybe we can get him here. I know he's planning on coming today, but uh, the timing is always weird because I think it's, it's even earlier morning in Australia than it is here in Hawaii. Um, so Cryptoversal Books, do you want to, do you want to, start us off and tell us where you want to go today oh uh, it's always an adventure um i i have i have no specific topics i'm bringing to this week um it's a uh, sort of a uh, transition week over here at cryptoversal books uh, just trying to, to crank through some some backlog of things that that need to get out and uh some tokens that need to be minted Super cool. I see uh, Edward Carpenter has joined us. I've sent him a co-host invite so he can get up on the stage with us, uh, hopefully. Um, Edward, you know you're always welcome here. You know, this, is, this is your house, um, so to speak. So you have a key. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we've got a couple of things I want to talk about today. Uh, one is this amazing thing that we touched a little bit with Wanshu. Oh, Edward, I'm going to hand it to you. How are you, man? I think that was akin to like, you know, someone walks in the door and you immediately barrage them with a question. So we'll give you a second to, to wake up with us, Edward. There you oh, go. No, I, I think it's there. The, um, the mic is, has activated. Uh, so, yes, I'm here. It's um, early morning in Australia. Um, so a GM to everyone. And a couple of interesting things to talk about today. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the world. Um, but uh, I've found out some, some interesting stuff about where AI voice is going, uh, and then it occurred to me that um, script writing is a form of writing that we maybe haven't talked about. Um, maybe we could talk about, uh, but also very interested to see um, uh, what everybody else uh, thinks, and also uh, hear a little bit more about um, about T two perhaps. Super cool. Um, okay, so I've got a, a couple things. One is NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month in November. I wonder if any other Web3 writers are planning on participating. I always find that it's a way to sort of re-engage my creative brain when maybe I've been stuck in, in mundane stuff for a while. So I love it. I look forward to it. And I'm not exactly sure what I'm writing. I've got a couple ideas that I'm thinking about. But... Is anybody else planning on doing NaNoWriMo this year? 
little bit too much of a commitment uh, this year, uh, but very always very excited to see what comes out of NaNoWriMo. I'm thinking about it. I have a lot going on, and I'm really thinking about this T2 project as well, and so I'm just trying to manage my time and see what I can come up with. So it's a possibility. Okay, so that raises a big possibility, and the possibility I've been thinking is how can I combine NaNoWriMo and writing with friends T2? That's sort of what, what I've been, one of the things I've been ruminating on. Uh, we can dive into that right now if you want, but uh, why don't you, since you're, since, since you're here, I wonder if you would introduce uh, what's going on with T2 and writing with friends, and this is super exciting, and I, I'm, well, yeah, let's hear it. Well. Thank you. So actually today we do have something new um, that we haven't released yet. So this is, you're probably the, among the first to hear about this. So as of today, our Territory V1 feature is released. So if you go on T2 now, you can actually um, join the Territory. So everyone now can write and, and publish and you can join the Territory with your time points. Um, and, and you can also, after you join the territory, you can start posting articles um, in the territory. And also, you can start posting prompt, which is a new feature that you can um, experiment with right now. So with prompt, uh, it's basically a question, and you can contextualizing it, and people can respond with articles. So that's something big that happened today, and um, and uh, please feel free to give it a try and uh, let me know what you think. Um, there are different cases that we think about using it, but we'd love to to see you actually using it and show us how you like to use it. Um, yeah, and that's uh, that's the feature wise on T two and uh, regarding friends to write. So we're very exciting. Uh, we're very excited about this uh, upcoming writing contest. It's a bit of a non-traditional writing contest. Uh, with traditional writing contests, you submit one or uh, one piece of writing, and that's it. But for friends who write, it's a uh, one-month writing sprint, a bit similar to uh, NaNoWriMo, as you mentioned, which is probably why you want to combine it. But this one, you also need to join with friends. So you join with a group of friends, uh, and you all publish every week. Um, and the goal is to publish for the entire month of November, um, but you don't have to publish every day. Just one piece of writing every week is perfectly fine. And uh, if your group reached the goal of uh, one piece of article per person per week, uh, then you're able to enter into a price draw at the end, which will give away $2,500 worth of price um, for the entire group to go on a trip, or if you choose to take the cash, then you can do so as well. And then we also have another $2,500 set aside for um, groups that also receive the most read, um, which is time points, basically the most amount of time points collectively. Um, so yeah, that's basically Friends Who Write. Uh, feel free to let me know if you have any questions. Okay, I have a question right off. Um, so it's very important, you guys, that uh, when you join this, Friends with Right on T2, that you rules and you pay attention to the rules because there are some things that can disqualify you. And one of them is using chat GPT or other AI to write. But what I'm curious about, Wanchu, is, is do you guys have a way of checking? Is there a way that exists to check if, if 
if AI is being used, because I would be interested in finding out how to use that as well as an editor and, and a writer. It would be great to be able to, you know, spot writing that is actually generated by AI. That's a very, very good question. So currently, as we know, there are、uh, a couple of tools、um, that we can use to kind of detect、um, the kind of、um, some of them will be able to help with detecting AI, which I could also share later on this call.、Um, but that's the the best capability that we could to 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 test.、Um, and then the rest of it is there are some traits、um, with AI written work.、Um, I think some of them, if, some of them, if you read a lot of、uh, AI writing articles, that you you'll be able to kind of smell it also. But that's really the best capability that we have, and the rest of it is、um, is more about your personal responsibility. If you declare that you're writing with、um, your genuine writing by yourself and with it's not AI assisted, then we also trust you on that sense. Unless you,、uh, there's other way to prove it. Thanks. You know, I've、uh, I've noticed the same thing. I mean, I've used AI to to do a lot of writing, and I've also read a lot of AI generated stuff that I knew was AI generated. And you're right, there is like a smell to it. The thing that always crosses my mind, and maybe this is a good plot for somebody. If you're looking for a plot for Nano Rimo,、um, the guy who writes exactly like the AI writes, and everybody keeps accusing him <laughs> of using AI. To do his writing when he's actually like you know just a writer who writes exactly like the AI does.、Um, I don't know. I found that that's a random aside. Okay, so friends who write, this is a really cool thing. I mean, I look at this stage right now, you know, and Edward and Odd Writings is here, Cryptoversal, Riona, you.、Um, I know you can't participate, but it would be so fun to take a trip with you guys and to like do it by winning a writing contest. So are you guys? Are you guys down for forming a team and doing friends who write? And maybe we could all like take a trip. You guys could come to Hawaii, or we could all take a trip to Montana and see Riona, or we could all go to Australia or to the East Coast and see Cryptoversal Books. You guys down for that? That would be so cool. Yes, I'm in. I'm in. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty awesome. I will participate. <laughs> oh yay! Odd writings. How are you today, man? Ah,、uh, doing all right. It's gonna take forever for me to catch up, but oh well. <laughs> What are you behind on? Oh, I had、uh, I, I lost my、uh, internet and my telephone or my my phone internet connection、uh, connectivity. I lost it for nine days straight.、Uh, it took them nine days to、uh, to get it fixed. And、uh, I know I've never had a cell phone, so I've always had a landline. And I didn't realize that、uh, if your router goes down, so does your landline. <laughs> so so I've been trying to let people know I'm still alive, basically, the last nine days. There's another plot for a for a Nano Rimo book. You know, the guy who gets disconnected for nine days and never is able to catch up again.、Um, it's like it's like a new level of Dante's Hell. Okay, so I guess we're good. Like we're gonna do the team. So we're gonna call it.、Uh, I I signed up Web Three Writers Union. Make sure you put that apostrophe in and Union. So Web Three Writers Union. I signed up for it. I've given you guys the、uh, the link to sign up,、um, and we'll provide the link if you want to. If you want to do a team, and if you want to join us on a team,、uh, talk to us. But make sure you're willing to to follow the rules.、Uh, Riona, I saw your hand go up. Yeah, just a quick question. And so it's about this contest. And what genre 
I've gone in and read through the rules and I'm just interested in what genre are we all leaning? Like what genre is T2 wishing for? Are we wishing for nonfiction articles or are we wishing for, what are we wishing for? Uh, so in terms of uh, T2, it really is anything. You can write about your your personal experience. You can write thought pieces. You can write um, flash fictions literally anything and uh, you can post it also to different territory as well and under different prompts um, all you need to do is just to join the friends who write territory um, if you couldn't find a territory that fits your writing then you can also post it under the friends who write territory so it's it's really a blank a blank canvas and you can feel free to write anything i love that answer yay thank you so much when does it start uh, so the registration is already open now, and uh, the first submission starts sharp on November 1st, and uh, ends on uh, November 30th. And uh, yeah, and the final uh, prize announcement is actually, we're, we're planning to stream it online so that you can see how random it is from the prize pool that's the, the prizes draw um, that's on December 8th. Okay, I've just posted the uh, the link to the registration uh, up in the nest, so we have that. Um, this is so exciting, you guys. Uh, oh, hey, T-, T. Dylan Daniel, that's Epic Dylan, has joined us. Going to add you as a speaker and get you up here. We're talking about uh, Friends Who Write contest that's being run by T2, and wanchu has been telling us about it. Good to have you here, man. How are you? I'm always jumping the mic like that. Um Okay, Dylan, uh, when you got something to say, you can raise your hand. Oh, there you are. Yo, yo. Hey, sorry. Uh, I, I just, uh, it, it kind of cut the audio out while I was being allowed to speak, and I, I wasn't sure you were addressing me. <laughs> um, but but I'm happy to happy to jump in and, and say something, because I'm really excited about this 2-2 contest with, uh, with Wan Xu. And, um, and unfortunately, I happen to have missed most of the details. So I was going to see if um, she could just tell me what she wants again, um, <laughs> if that wouldn't be too much. Yeah, of course. So it's a month-long writing sprints um, with friends. Um, so basically, you form up with friends uh, in a team of two to six people, and each team member posts one one piece of writing per week. And at the end of the month, you will have four, four pieces of article, each members. And then if a group reaches this goal, then you will be able to enter into a prize draw that will um, ultimately potentially give you a group price of $2,500 for a trip, or you can split the cash among the group members. Um, that's the first category. The second category is the most impactful group. So the group that has the highest amount of time point collected will also be eligible for um, for winning a from a price pool of two thousand five hundred additional amount of uh, amount of cash. Yeah, that's uh, that's the the short summarized version of it. Of course, the rules are more extensive, and uh, feel free to read uh, also the rules and guidelines in the link. Oh, that sounds fantastic! Um, who wants to be on my team? Is the only question that I've got left today, CD. Dylan, we've got uh, we've got a team of five already, and once you just said that it's six, so guess what, buddy? I just sent you the. Uh, the name, it's the Web3 Writers Union. Looks like you, you get to be six on our team of six. So we filled out our team Beautiful. just like that. Oh, thank you so much. What, what, what a great day. What more could a guy ask for? 
Hey, and uh, the other thing is make sure that you do read the rules because there's a couple things that can disqualify the whole team, and one of them is using AI. I know that you're not using that for a lot of your writing, but um, it's good to know what will disqualify the team. So make sure you do read the instructions. All right, so with that, why don't we uh, move on? Edwards brought a pretty fascinating topic today, which I think is the fact that in Web3 there doesn't seem to be a lot of screenwriting. Edward, to you. I don't know. There isn't a lot of screenwriting Web3, um, but it's not something I've come across. Uh, it's a little bit of an interest item to me. My wife um, is uh, finishing up a, a short film for Sundance. And I know that historically in the movie industry, you know, what got pitched to a director or producer was not, in fact, you know, a short film clip, um, but it was a, just this you know, massive um, stack of white paper with black words um, in a very prescribed format that was a script. And that's what they made, you know, the decisions whether to make or not make, you know, blockbuster movies off of. So um, I'm curious uh, if, you know, what people in this crowd know or have heard or seen somebody else do um, about screenwriting either in Web 3 or, or have you had any experience with it in Web 2? I think I recall that there was a, uh, a Web3 film studio project at one point that was trying to get off the ground, and there was a, there was a Discord server, and there were screenwriters on it. Um, I, I looked into it briefly. I don't know. I don't remember the name of it, and I don't know if it's still going, but I, I do know that that was, at one point at least, and maybe still continuing, um, was, was, a, was a thing. I think uh, I, I remember one of them was non-fungible films, and uh, they, they did a, an animated movie called uh, Oscar Haley, I think, which was like a, a short feature animation. There was also Deadheads, which again was animation, um, but they had some screenwriting going on in terms of like the animation writing, and that's kind of a cool project. It's a real OG NFT project, but they produced um, an entire season of shorts around these like these little deadhead sort of bobblehead looking creatures. Um, and then there was another one. Well, I've seen a couple of them that were small. There was one that was based on a Netflix uh, show. What was it called? Like the outsiders or something and not the outsiders, but, but something, the other ones, that's what it was. The other ones, they had discord and they were, they were talking about doing some stuff, but a lot of these have seemingly fallen by the wayside. Like the, the, the NFT world just kind of sucks right now, to be honest. Um, so a lot of them have either disappeared from the radar or in a place where they're not getting a lot of press at the very least. But was was the one you were thinking of non-fungible films, Greg? No, no, I think it was something something else. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to check my notes and see if I can find it. I remember there is a project that I spoke with. It's called Adamverse. Um, it was actually started by one of the producer of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I think. Um, they are basically a Web3 project that's built for um, screenwriters and, and uh, basically all writers that are writing for like TV shows and, and movies and, and theaters. Um, I think they're still, they're still um, ongoing. I think they're in their beta phase. If anyone's interested, you can also take a look at that. I think that could be something that's that's interesting. I think that was the one actually I was thinking of. Thank you so much for remembering that. Yeah, so it looks like the 
um, the group knowledge is sort of what I thought it would turn out to be, which is that there's not a lot of um, big stuff going on specifically in that genre of writing. And one of the things I, you know, I sort of thought that was going to drive that is the fact that now you don't need to actually do the writing um, if you have the idea and you can um, you can kind of create something um, before it was, you know, you could do something with your phone and your friends. Now it could be you could animate something with AI. Um, and it seems to me that at least for shorts, the writing may now become much sort of more in the background. Um, you may not need someone to to take a short story and, and translate it into a very specific text format to give to a producer if you've read the short story and you want to produce some some video version of it. Um, and on the other hand, also maybe think just about the um, how we use movies, because we, we have still pictures, obviously. Audiobooks work pretty well in Web3. Um, print books have worked to an extent. Um, moving images. Uh, but but do we think that short film or even long form film is going to uh, is going to be something that we need to think about in the in sort of the media world um, in Web three? I'm going to jump in really quick. I knew I saw something the other day about um, some Hollywood film producers getting together to talk about their upcoming film, and I just shared it in the nest. And so I I'm not familiar with the people who they're advertising, but it is a conversation and it, and the conversation's happening Friday. It's a, a, a X space that might be interesting to attend, to learn more about it. And so I'm sorry, I was silent, but I was like frantically looking for this information. Cause I knew I saw it the other day. So, um, yeah, thanks. Author, I think your hand was up, uh, first, do you want to jump on it and then I'll take it? Hey, yeah. I, I hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, I came up um, because about a year and a half ago, something that really drew me in was um, so Blockbuster was talking about creating a like a movie theater type, or not movie theater, but uh, movie types that they were going to put out. And what they were going to do is create a DAO, and what it would do like so if you're part of the DAO, anybody who's a writer or screenwriter, they would all come together, and it would be like you vote on what could be written. And their bigger theme was like, if you voted on the actor, so it could be any actor, like, okay, we're voting for, I think there was an idea of like, um, all the people who have like the voices, like uh, James L. Jones and everybody, and they were going to create like a movie about who was going to become the voice or something like that. And they were saying that they were trying to build it up where they would have a cachet to say, okay the community is voting for these actors for this movie and we'll put it together. But I think it died down, but I always thought that was cool that it would just be community based writers, screenwriters. Like it wouldn't be, it, you could be, you know, anybody off the street, but you're part of the DAO and you kind of vote on the script that's being written and the actors that are putting it. Right on. Yeah. There was a uh, music uh, type of thing that I saw with CD Vagabond um, not too terribly long ago with the, the Warps NFT collection, and you were able to vote on the, the music at a party. Uh, it, it's really interesting, all, all these different uh, sort of um, almost uh, baked sort of, uh, you know, crowd sourcing uh, ideas that people have had. Um, what, what I was going to kind of riff on was actually a tweet that I saw. It wasn't Punk6529, but it was somebody like that, you know, uh, some, some kind of like uh, Web3 influencer talking about tokenized media 
And so I, I don't really have anything all that concrete, but I will say that I, I do think that kind of kind of the old page DAO idea of, of uh, tokenize everything, put it on chain, it makes it all better. Um, it is going to be, be a, a much wider um, kind of kind of Web3 rallying cry before too long. And that, that makes me pretty optimistic for a lot of things that people in this uh in this web three writers hour are up to um yeah thank you yeah so i think um something that i saw interesting with sort of the film in the space was uh when lit did their um movie night they've done a few movie nights now in their Litadel. so the same space that we use for that poetry reading um they basically put i think they watched the world's greatest showman and a couple of others um, and when we were setting up the design room, one of the things I had noticed was um, in talking to Statuette, I've set up other rooms uh, previously, and I think um, open metaverse and spatial. And I always needed um, to have uh, access to my NFT wallets to do it. And in this case, and I was reaching out to the different poets to try and get you know a copy of whatever NFT they wanted hung up and read if, if I didn't already own it. And Statue was like, oh, it can just be any GIF or any image or any MP4. So it looks like we don't actually need to tokenize at this point um, a lot of the media to get it up in some of these metaverse spaces. Uh, but what might happen um, would be that what you actually had was you needed, right now, the Litadel, for instance, anybody who has the link can, can jump in there and look at the art. Um, but what if the movie theater was token gated and you needed to be a member of the movie DAO or you needed to be a, a person who held this um, this movie pass NFT token or something like that? So the potential that you could have sort of a, a second level of um, gatekeeping, as it were, that collected the revenue um, and then that the art itself was not necessarily um, was not necessarily an NFT. That's something that, again. Uh, how will that impact us? Does it have a relevance for, for writing or music or images as opposed to movies? Um, I'll just throw that out there and then see what people think. So I'm going to jump in here a little bit. I mean, I've seen a lot of these, um, stepping back a bit, I've seen a lot of these production ideas that come out and people want to do them. And they, they wanted to use NFTs and Web3 as a sort of way to generate the money that it takes to build that stuff. But all of the action with the SEC, you know, the stuff against stoner cats and everything else, it's made it, it's made it virtually impossible to use NFTs as a fundraiser for producing a movie or for creating um, a script and, and things like that. Because if you can't give people the ownership and you can't pay them, then you're sort of stuck. There's, there's nothing that you can do in that regard, except, you know, as all of us have done, find people who are also creatively driven and tap into that creativity and, and bind that together. So that seems to be what what really is necessary. And Edward, it, it also seems to be what you guys have done with the Litadel and with Lit. And by the way, I don't think you've talked about your poetry reading, your space yet on here. And I would love for you to talk about how that went. Maybe share a link to it for those of us that weren't able to make it there. Maybe we can check out if there's a video or something of it. I know that um, it was recorded on Twitch. I don't know how uh, for how long it's going to be up there, or if it's still up there or not. Uh, I don't have I don't have more specifics though. Edward is the Edward knows more. Yeah, I think Statuette said it'll be on Twitch for a week. Um, I'm not a Twitch person, so unfortunately, I didn't go um, pull down that 
file. Um, perhaps somebody else did, or, or I can reach out to her and see if maybe she has something. Well, how did it go, man? I mean, what was the turnout like? Uh, how many poets did you have? I'm sorry I wasn't able to make it, but it, you know, all of the promos for it, they looked super. I think it went um, pretty well. It was, it was one of those interesting things. Every time I've done a virtual uh, meetup, which I've done a few times now in different capacities, uh, has been sort of a, a learning experience. So we had some some fun. There's couch couches you can interact with, and so we had a bunch of people sitting on one another or sitting dangerously close to one another for a little while. Um, we had some uh, some MP4 art. Uh, it was very interesting. One of the, the poets, she couldn't be there, and originally she was going to have someone read her piece for her, but it turned out the piece she sent was an MP4, where she basically her, her, um, her poem read itself, if you got close enough to her uh, thing. So we all kind of just went, congregated around her um, her easel and turned the volume up and listened to her read it and then uh, discussed it. So I thought it was um, pretty good. I think, uh, Rihanna, do you remember? I think we had maybe 10 or 15 people. We had a few people drop in and out. Um, it looked like we might have had just some random kids who had just drifted in, running around the room for a bit. Uh, but you could just you know mute people if they're being silly. Um, I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting. It was really great to hear people from all over the world talk about their poetry. Um, share new stuff. So, Rihanna, you were there. Uh, do you have, am I missing anything important here? Uh, no, no. It was so wonderful. And the space is actually so beautiful. And there's just something kind of magical about being together in a space like that, because you really feel like even though you're remote and you're on your computer, but that your avatar is there and that you're with each other. And, and it was really, it was really wonderful to be able to be there like that and to read together and spend time together and celebrate literature like that. And so, no, that, that piece was very magical. And then of course, all of us who are, you know, never been in a space like that necessarily, or, or, you know, know how to stand up once you sat down or, and so that's, that was fun. And so then it added to the levity of it and it was just so silly. And, and it was just, you know, just exactly like being together in a situation where there's all of these new people together and and it was just everybody was so supportive and and the comments running at the side there was lots of love and lots of care and and it was just it was just so fun and it was so exciting to be able to be there so so thank you Edward for putting all of that together and and thank to thanks to lit for doing that and statuette and everybody it was just beautiful and and so much fun and I and I really can't wait for the next one so thank you so much yeah, one thing that did strike me was again we uh, that Litadel has um, it's a really lovely uh, kind of example of what I think you know maybe the metaverse could and should have more of, which is essentially an art museum, um, and uh, but it's very but it's not just like a big box. It's extremely well constructed. It's like this big tower, um, and one thing I thought is you know besides hosting exhibitions in virtual um you could do things like uh, do a, a a treasure hunt like give people a time limit and a goal of finding something in one of the pictures or something in one of the art pieces or coming back with their best story uh, there's lots of very social things that you could do in a space like that um and maybe maybe as we go forward as a community maybe someday you could have a, a space in the because one of the things too is like how how long do we um, stay slaves to X and keep creating content for them for free? Um, I'm not sure how more and more I'm beginning to feel about that, but uh, but yeah, I just think it was uh, it was certainly um, an interesting uh, experience and one that I hope to uh, 
hope to be able to host something like that again. Well, before we get too far from the subject of tokenizing media, I, I do want to bring up uh, the AI angle. Um, you know, basically the way that, that LG, uh, LLMs like ChatGPT work is they break things into tokens. And I, I don't know, it, it seems like creating uh, novel natural language theorems is something that could be um, incentivized and then served to a user through something like an AI user interface. Um, so I definitely want to kind of keep that beach ball alive because I just love this AI stuff. And also, um, I, I guess I have a little bit of news. I, I tried to write a paper about the nature of consciousness for uh, Nature magazine and, and got the best uh, letter of rejection that I've ever gotten um, within like 48 hours of, of sending it in. Um, they're, they're just like super polite and they're like, look, you know, like people want to talk about this. Like, you know, you're right on. But uh, not for our audience. You definitely need to find a more specialized journal. Um, so, so I'm really interested in kind of, uh, you know, consciousness like in a deep way as well as in, you know, in terms of like monetization. I, I know everybody says Web3 is uh, hyper-financialized. But, but I actually have like kind of this weird opinion that like maybe Web2 is what's really hyper-financialized. So anyway, uh, there's kind of like a million ADHD thoughts from me. Oh, man. You hit it. Like, Web 2 is totally hyper-financialized, and it's spilled over into Web 3. And the unfortunate part is that I, I feel like the basis of Web 3 was to get away from that, and then it became profitable, and the hyper-financialization jumped in there, um, which brought all the regulation with it. Because as soon as some, as soon as some rich dude's kid loses all their money buying a, a colorful JPEG, we knew that the party was going to be over. But anyway, Edward, I saw you shot your mic off. You got something to say on that. I'm not going to go on too much on it. No, I thought you you hit on a very interesting topic, Dylan, was that, um, yes, I think there's a lot of people think about and, and you know, Bitcoin maxis and Ethereum maxis probably endorse the idea that um, it's all about the money in Web3. But I think if you actually did the math that we'd find out if you um, multiplied out all the tokens, all the crypto coin tokens that are available, and what their cash value is and compared that to Amazon's online sales or uh, Walmart's online sales uh, that we'd see that, in fact, uh, it's 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 night and day and that, that you're right, that Web 2 is really where the money is, even if Web 3 wants to be where the money is. Um, so, yeah, that's just, that was just my my um, my thoughts on your thought. George, go ahead. Yeah, this this brings up a thought that I had a while ago. Uh, I guess it's kind of a weird thought, but it, it, it flows in with this monetization thing. Uh, if you receive a rejection letter, either from a magazine or, or you know, anywhere, if you receive from a, a rejection letter, the text of that rejection letter, do you own that or is that owned by the person that wrote the rejection letter? Because I've often thought, you know, when you get a rejection, you could make an NFT out of it. And so you could sort of profit from your rejection, right? Uh, and I've often wondered if you could actually get into legal trouble by doing that. Anybody, anybody with legal knowledge know about that? Like, like, can I take a, a Facebook, uh, something on, you know, it, well, anything, anything that's been posted by somebody else to me, do I own it or do they own it? I, I would not do that um, because somebody else is writing, put down in, 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 in their words, they, they would own that. And also if they're not, um, if it's a private correspondence uh, and you're and you're publishing it to the world, 
um, that's that could be a separate issue as well. So so yeah, it's if it's not your your writing and your words, um, I would stay away from that. I'm going to jump in and say, yes, definitely stay away from that. That would be, I mean, as fun and as interesting and as clever of an idea as it is, I don't think that it's something necessarily that, um, that seems really sticky and I, I probably wouldn't do that. I think once you let's, uh, hear from you and then uh, maybe I have a, a countercultural thought. Thank you. Edward. Um, that actually, this, this conversation reminds me of a, now magazine, but at that time, I think it was a blog. It's actually literally called Rejection Letters. Um, this was a magazine that started from uh, posting people's rejection letter, now becoming a very niche, but also uh, very much loved uh, like magazine uh, platform. I can share it in the link uh, with everyone. You can take a look. It's quite fun. Yeah, so I guess that um, my thought is, and it's it's a very good question. It's one that I'm I'm having to look into a bit uh, as I finish off um, the final revisions on a, a memoir I'm doing. But uh, you know, memoir is one of those challenging things because a lot of what you are using um, is is going to be you know, if it's not just a very self reflective thing, it may be conversations or or letters or things from other people. Um, and so, yes, uh, in theory, the author has the the control over their words, but then there's also fair use. And then, was did the words make it into the public sphere? Um, was it an email sent, you know, reply all, or was it like a private letter between you and your wife? Um, but in terms of you know memoir and biography and history, at some point that all does potentially become part of the record. Um, so whether it could or should uh, become part of the, the NFT record, um, a good question. Uh, I don't have the legal answer, um, but as I look into things, if I discover anything specific, but I think I would tend toward the, and it sounds like uh, Wan know that somebody already has, uh, tend toward the fair use, um, especially because these things are probably fairly short bits of, of text. Um, and also if they were auto-generated, if it turns out that you or can can sniff the AI on them, which you probably will be able to do at some point. Um, then that raises the question of, of who owned who owned the copyright to that anyway. I think. Oh my God, the simplest questions can become the most complex things in this world. You know, I was just like my immediate thought was if George Washington, if you bought a letter that was written by George Washington, do you actually own the words that are on the letter? And and my thought immediately was like no, because that's that's like. George Washington. So his life is essentially belongs to everybody at this point. But it's it's so complex. I'm really glad that we have the legal minds in here to tell us that it's sticky and that we also have the creative minds in here to tell us that it's sticky, but sometimes that's fun. Um, what a great topic of conversation, you guys. And also, if anybody's looking for a NaNoWriMo topic, you could write a story this month for Nano or in November about someone who gets into trouble using a letter. See, it never stops. There's unlimited things that you can write about. I don't know why I'm sort of stuck. Or what, what are some good uh, topics that you guys would like to write about for NaNoWriMo if you were going to do it? Like, what would your what would your theme or your premise be? Anyone? I mean, this is just an odd thought, but um, I have a. Uh some stuff that I had sent to Quest of Evolution a long time ago. Never heard from them. I'm not sure what the status of that project is, but um, I might reach out to them and potentially even claw that back. It's essentially 
um, I think five or six short story beginnings with no endings. So um, they are kind of dark, um, dark fantasy, high fantasy. Um, I think there's one maybe potential science fiction. It's got a common common uh, character, and then everything else is is up for grabs. So. Uh, yeah, that's uh, one that just occurred to me off the top of my head. Or I suppose I come up with six new beginnings for that same character. They're not that hard to come up with. Um, just to update you on the status there, I think they've got a new product called Blockbook. They're probably going to be launching soon, and you may actually want to end up launching those same beginnings there. Um, but for, for NaNoWriMo, if I was going to do it, I'd do something ridiculous. Um, and even though Neil Stevenson has already done it, I think I would blow up the moon and just kind of like see where things went from there. Uh, it, if I was just going to try to write a, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I probably shouldn't. I, I think I have probably too many things going on this year, but who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I would just point out something for those people who are maybe starting out. Um, in Web3, you're going to come across a few organizations that want you to sign some sort of a contract. And the more I've done it, and I've done it a few times, the, the more careful I recommend people to be, just because most of those organizations don't exist in any form in some cases or in the form with which I signed um, contracts with them before. To what extent those things are binding and, and how much you can reach out to the uh, the founders and, and negotiate your way out of something, um, you know, based on, you know, they're not having done something in a certain amount of time. But it's just one of those things, you, you feel free to push back pretty hard if someone asks you to sign a contract or commit to a blockchain, um, because we're at a stage in this industry where um, there is not a lot of staying power. Um, and things are just very changeable, I think, right now. So you may commit to do something and, and be very intent on doing it. Something could change in your life, but also uh, something could change completely with the um, the uh, organization on the other end. In fact, like it almost certainly will. Yeah, like totally, totally, totally. Things move so fast in this space. If somebody wants you to sign away your IP, just pretty much don't do it. <laughs> and I just want to take a second to reset the room. For those who don't know, this is the Web3 Writers Hour. I'm CD Demichio, joined by co-hosts Edward Carpenter, Cryptoversal Books. We also have Riona Morgan here, Odd Writings, T. Dylan Daniel wants you, you, authored uh style is here with us uh this is kind of the regular guests we've got uh the heroes of harat future adora uh jason g and we've invited all you guys up to the stage if you have anything that you'd like to share this is always more of a conversation than a lecture uh we don't want to have lectures we, we just want to have conversations with web3 writers about web3 topics and where writing meets those things so if you have something to say throw your hand up get up here we've got about 15 minutes left and Let's just open it up to anything that anyone finds interesting in the Web3 space right now. I can answer the question from before about what I'm going to write about for NaNoWriMo and T2. Uh, I'm going to write journal entries of a murderer. It's for these a new book. Yeah. These aren't, these aren't self-reflective, are they? No. I, I'm a lovely human. I'm not going to murder anybody. Okay, well, it's, it's always the ones you never expect. I know. It's always, always the ones you never expect. Yeah, and so that's what I'm doing. It's for it's for a new book that's coming out pretty quick. So, and this piece is needed for it. So I thought, oh, that's what I want to do. And so that's what I'm going to do for T2 and NaNoWriMo. That's super cool. I've, so I've sort of decided that I'm going to try to write 
from the perspective of an inanimate object as the protagonist. And that inanimate object, I'm going to go backwards with it um, through time and sort of trace some of uh, the interesting members of my own family history and have them sort of holding this object. Um, so it's going to be family history in reverse through the perspective of an inanimate object, which I don't know how that's going to work out. It could be terrible, big disaster waiting to happen, but we'll see how it goes. Oh, man. Okay. So I don't know why, but that knocked something somewhat unrelated loose for me. And instead of blowing up the moon, I want to revise my answer to uh, historical biofiction of Albert Einstein uh, during the time that he worked in the patent office. I bet he was pissed like that whole period. <laughs> so you're going to write about pissed Albert Einstein. That's amazing. You should, you know what? You should make him pissed in both ways. Make him have a, a little bit of a drinking problem too. Why not? Why not? I need a t-shirt for that too. <laughs> Drunken Einstein. <laughs> That's actually a great title. That's a great title. <laughs> Is. It really is. It's got me laughing and I'm like imagining uh, all the things that could happen there. I mean, it could actually be a whole podcast. Dylan, you got something there. I had an old roommate that was really uh, kind of famous in Italy because he created a jazz band where he just played all the instruments and they would play his music on the radio um, in Italy. And they wanted him to come put concerts on, but he couldn't find anybody to play any of the other instruments. And he just made up like kind of weird shit that wasn't really theoretical or whatever. So it was not really practical to find people to learn to play this. <laughs> so, so he had kind of like a dead career as a pop star. And and the thing that he would always say was, uh, he, he was always just drawn to like the, the most like ridiculous thing that you could find like like whatever was the weirdest was 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 what he was up to hey uh dylan you mentioned neil stevenson and that reminded me um so here's a here's a big web three screw up that i made so lamina one is the metaverse project that neil stevenson has been in development with or in development yeah developing he's been developing don't tell me it's a scam no i signed up for that (laughs) Yeah, I signed up for it too, but I signed up for it a long time ago. I did all these like things that I was supposed to do, and then I I canceled my my Discord. Um, you know what what do they call it? The Discord Nitro thing. So I had to get rid of some servers. So I got rid of the Lamina One server, and I moved it over to an alternate Discord. And this week they actually did their their beta token uh, drop, and. I would have gotten a pretty significant amount of the of the token that I could have done some kind of cool things with, but instead, because I moved to a new Discord, I got like point zero two six. Um, so, you know, I guess I guess the lesson there is when you sign up for these things, you got to just sign up for them, be patient, and you know, stay the course. But man, it's hard to pay attention to all this stuff. But if you guys have not seen it, Lamina One is it's pretty cool. I don't know whether it's going to end up as, but um, you know, hopefully it'll end up as cool as, you know, writing with friends. Man, that is, uh, that is lame, but man, uh, also mad props for being in that many discords. I mean, dear God, is the limit a hundred servers still? I mean, anyways, uh, I, I never really did anything with it. I, I just signed up and that was kind of the end of it. So don't, don't be like me. If you're, if you're going to be like somebody, be like CD here. 
No, I don't recommend that you be like that, actually. Um, so at one point, when I started the, the Vagabond magazine, the whole point of it was I was trying to keep up with about 400 discords and what was happening in all of them. So the whole Vagabond magazine thing started because I was getting all these announcements right at the height in 2021, 2022. And so I was like, oh, my God, how do I keep up with this stuff? It was it was obsessively bad. So don't do it. I recommend that you just, you know, pick a couple of projects, maybe five and and stick with those and follow them. But beyond that, it's just too much and it will make you miserable. You got to touch grass. Yeah, I agree with the, um, the touch grass recommendation. Um, especially now there's a, a lot going on in the world. Uh, it's easy to get, um, kind of really bogged down in, uh, some sadness or some anger, uh, and getting out of the socials and out of the bubbles, um, probably a good idea. Um, and then, uh, I'll be going back to the, the U.S. for Memorial. I had a family member pass away. He was about 37. Um, so just remember that, that life is short. Uh, be kind to the people you meet. Uh, most of them are going through their very own unique struggle. And um, and be kind to yourself. And, and remember that we're not here. Hopefully we're here for a good time. Um, but we are not here for a long time. So uh, make the best of it. And, and um, if you find yourself... Uh, pulling your hair out or, or fighting the trolls or, or just not happy about um, what's going on. Um, make the change that you need to make in your world. Edward, thank you for that. I mean, you're so right. And I do want to touch on the fact that we have all of these things going on. I mean, we're all people who probably see a lot of different perspectives and have maybe you know a broader view than, than a lot of our fellow human beings out there. But I just want to point out that kids are kids. And it doesn't matter if those kids are Israeli or Palestinian or Ukrainian or Russian or they live in Chicago or Hawaii. Kids, man. And that's what we should be thinking about all the time is kids. Because every one of us was one. Every one of us knows what it was like to be one. We all have sad stories from our childhood. Some of us much sadder than others. And sometimes I think that that's what gets lost in the in the messaging in all of the people trying to get their agenda across it's just the the realization that like man this is affecting kids so I don't want to bum anybody out too bad um, but love those kids man and if you've got a kid in your life hug them love them tell them you love them and that's all I can really say about that but Edward thank you for bringing us to that point in this. Yeah, I know we're getting near the end, so um, my last thing is probably just going to be to let everybody here know that I, myself, am probably going to take a, a step back um, from the Bird app um, for the next uh, month or so. At least, um, I will. Uh, this will be the forum that you will still find me in. Um, you'll probably see a, a bit of stuff from me from time to time, but uh, between my book revisions and, and just needing to um, probably step back from some of the, the uh, negative um, stuff that, that's out here, and also really questioning, you know, what is my relationship with a, a platform that um, it doesn't, I don't think, really value most of my content, uh, doesn't reward me for content. And, and maybe I'll look at, if I have the time, look at Farcast or look at um, some of the other uh, uh, potential uh, things out there for platform building. Um, but uh, I'm sure I'll be back. I've taken steps back before. It's always, I've found to be a healthy time. So you don't see me around as much in the forums. Um, that is why, but I'll still try and uh, keep keep up here and uh, and pop into the DM groups, especially for arts and poetry from time to time. Yeah, it raises a good point. I mean, I 
don't like where Twitter has gone. I read a great article this morning by Ryan Ozawa, a friend of mine, who actually introduced me to Twitter back in 2007. And he was talking about how Twitter has become uh, the worst parody of itself. It's lost everything that it had that was valuable. And, and it's true. It becomes worse and worse. And, and so I wrote a post this morning on my Gmonk CD, uh, up, just short about what's still keeping you on Twitter and then I answered the question and the question for, you know, the answer for me is, is one, I paid to get verified when this thing started and I'd like to get my money's worth out of it. Uh, but that's a kind of lame reason. I mean, the bigger reason is there's no good substitute for spaces yet, but spaces become less and less important as more and more awesome people leave the bird app. And so that's that's kind of a problem in itself. We need to find an alternate for spaces. Uh, the other thing is I, I really like hashtag functionality. And a lot of the new Twitter substitutes, they don't have hashtag functionality, which I don't understand why they don't have it. But I've been I've been experimenting. LinkedIn has become much, much better than it ever was before. Uh, also, Threads and Facebook have both become places that I sort of liked much better than I did a year ago, Threads is new, I know, but Facebook is much better than it was a year ago. And for all of Zuckerberg's, you know, not wanting to like get further into his garden, I do kind of think he actually cares. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but he, he does actually seem to care. I don't know. What what other alternates have you guys seen? Warpcaster seems a good one. Lens is obviously pretty great. Where Where are you guys looking in terms of focusing your social media and where should we go next? Well, I, I can jump in a little bit and say I, I do spend some time on Lens and I do spend some time on Farcaster. And I, I'm also, I've been a writer a long time, so I've got all the old school stuff, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn and Pinterest and Instagram and TikTok and all of these different places. And you are very right about how there isn't a platform that has this Twitter space or this X space, like where we're right now. And so that makes it a little more difficult unless we want to go to a third party place like spatial or something like that. And so it's just a little, it's just, you know, that's tricky trying to navigate all of that. I mean, Warpcast um, and Farcaster look like a pretty good clone. Um, and all they seem to be missing is this functionality, which does not seem should be that hard to implement. Um, so I think that would be, might be my first, uh, threads possibly and then like Brianna said maybe returning to the good old bad old days of some of the other platforms out there um but yeah one of the questions really is you know, it's an attention industry and i think um uh you know the the most valuable there's there's going to be more stuff produced that can ever be consumed especially now that ai is getting into it um so your attention is very valuable for somebody but it's also your attention is your time and, and you don't get any more of it. Um, so does social media um, use you or do you use social media as a creative? Um, and I think that's one of the things that I'm going to be wrestling with in this time off um, that I'm taking. Well, Edward, you really brought it today, man. You brought a lot to us. Uh, and I think taking the time off is a, an incredible idea. It's a good thing to do. Everyone should do it. Um, I had some time off last week, which really refreshed me. I think, I think it's just it's essential to do, but we're going to miss you uh, and hopefully we'll still see you around and, and see you pop into these spaces and things. So that winds us down, you guys. We are right at the end. It is 10 a.m. Uh, this has been the Web3 Writers Hour, a conversation about 
writing and with writers where Web3 and writing coincide. Why don't we close it out with some aloha? We can all just open our mics and at the count of three, we'll say aloha, which send that love out into the world because we are all one. We all breathe the same air. Aloha. So three, two, one. Aloha. Aloha.